Wait, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're saying that somebody on Bachelor in Paradise is a hypocrite? <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hey. We have a lot of paradise mm-hmm. coming up. There is so much paradise. Fast and it's, furious. I have to say, in this episode, I felt something different. <laughs> What do you mean? I can't quite describe it, but I would, I think the word would be entertainment. Wow. So Paradise has graduated to a form of entertainment for you. I felt entertained. Are you starting to see the fuss? I'm not quite at the level of seeing the fuss, but I feel a trickle of entertainment that I have not felt before. Do you feel like heading into an episode of Paradise, you feel less dread than heading into an episode of The Bachelorette? Yes. Wow. Okay. Shall we re- More shame, but less dread. Okay. <laughs> it's a decent trade-off. Yeah. Shall we begin recapping episode two of Bachelor in Paradise? Let's get to it. All right. So episode two kicks off with that famed intro. Almost paradise. Yeah. That, you have, you've seen these before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this one, did we like this one? They're always sort of amusing. There weren't quite enough really amusing ones. I felt like people were kind of phoning it in. Yeah, first of all, I was struck by how many people there are, but also I agree. I feel like they fail on doing the hammy smile to the full extent. Yeah. If you're going to go fake smile on Paradise, yeah. you got to take it to 10. Yeah, they should yeah. learn from our thumbnails. Yeah, yeah. Here, here. ready? Can I, can I give them okay. an example? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should go a little further, but it's all in good fun. Yeah. It was a cute intro. And we get to where episode one left off, and that is with Demi's arrival. Hmm. David Spade asks her, are you going to be heading toward the P or the V this week? What do you think? She says, honestly, I am into both men and women, but I want to date some dudes here. Hmm. Did, you, did you flip a coin before? Or? I feel like this decision was made based on the fact that she's arriving when the men have roses. Ah, <laughs> yes. And she openly admits she's there to stir up shit. She says, quote, I love causing trouble. It's my favorite thing to do. A producer's mm, wet dream. Yeah. And here we get three in a row, three steals. If you guys tuned in last week, you know that your word watch of this week or of this episode was steal. Mm-hmm. And we hear in Demi's voiceover. And this clip was used over and over and over again. Those poor girls. I mean, they steal all other men. And then as she arrives on the beach, we hear Victoria P say, She is here to steal your man, steal your girl. Some rapid fire steals. So Demi begins talking to the guys one by one. And she reveals to Connor B that she has three cats. A good number of cats. That's a, that's a fine number of cats. Yeah. I think it's one too many cats, even for me as a cat lover. You can keep track of two cats. That other cat is, you know, you never Getting know where, into trouble. Never know where they are. And then to Kenny, Demi says, let's see what's going on under there. And he proceeds to take his top off. And we marveled at how different this conversation would have looked had the genders been reversed. Yeah, no double standard whatsoever. Nope. And then with Brendan, she immediately touches his face and says, you're so cute. And after a conversation had entirely about how hot he is. She closes with, you're so fucking sexy. Well, to to clarify, I mean, that is different (laughs) than hot. He is both hot and sexy. So she knows everything she needs to know. Mm -hmm. And unsurprisingly, she picks Brendan for her date, meaning Natasha is sort of left in the lurch. And Natasha says, I need a little alone time. It won't make me feel good making someone else worry about how I'm feeling. 
because I'm fine. No. <laughs> I like Natasha a lot. That was pretty cute. She's super funny. reasonable. Yeah. Little things like this. I need alone time. She doesn't make her sadness anyone else's business, even though she could, honestly. So after the commercial break, during a conversation between Tajwan and Connor, we learn that he's unbelievably good at puns. Amazing. Amazingly good at puns. Yeah. Now, the question is, did they edit that? And did he did he miss a few times and then hit? I don't know. He seemed pretty quick. Like, he's, she was really impressed. You know, he's good at coming up with stuff on the spot. It's he comes a, up with songs. He comes up with puns. Lyrics. He's yeah. got real talent. Yeah. He's a very multi-talented contestant. Yeah. And Natasha says in an ITM, in this current moment, I am very aware of my energy and I don't want to bring this energy to anyone. Always conscious of everyone else's experiences. Natasha is too lovely. Too lovely. Yeah. Most people in her position start crying and seeking pity. So Brendan and Demi go on this date and first they ride on some sea-doos. Sea-doos? Sea-doos. What's a sea-do? A jet ski? Yes. What, what's a sea-do? Is a sea-do Canadian? I believe so. If it's even Canadian. Where oh. do you hear that? A sea-do. It's with that thing you ride on in the water. Does anyone know what a sea-do is? Okay, maybe this is Canadian. My Canadians, please tune in and let me know if I'm alone in this. Hmm. And in their conversation, she mentions she stalked his photos and while licking her lips, quite literally, she expresses having wanted to get to know him. And Andy, you said here, it's almost oppressive how overtly sexual she is. Yeah, bit much. It is a bit much. It's it, She is so sexual past the point where it's sexy. Right. She broke it. Yeah. It's broken. Oh, yeah, the sexy. bending and breaking thing. Yeah, she has broken, broken sexiness. Where it's just too obvious. There's right. no nuance. There's no buildup. And look, I'm all about a woman owning her sexuality, but I think less is often more. And in this case, it's just or a, a medium lot. amount, yeah. or even a slightly above medium amount. Yeah, yeah. But this you don't want to just... ever go full over the top sexual. Yeah. So they make out, and right afterwards, while they're still wiping their mouths, <laughs> Brendan immediately tries to backpedal. He starts talking about how they're both there to explore their options, keep their options open, talk to other people. And Demi does not take this well. She says in her ITM, my ego is very bruised right now. So I feel like he made a mistake saying yes to this date if he wasn't ready to go full on with her. Well, that's the thing. I I feel like in BIP, making out after your date is a prerequisite. Like everyone makes out after the date. Yeah, or dur- during the date, really. Or during the date. There's, at some point in the date, there's a makeout. Yes. Even if you both didn't have a good time, pretty yeah. much, as far as I can tell, from yeah. my experience, limited as it is. But I think that once he made out with her in the required makeout, <laughs> she suddenly felt like they were, you know, boyfriend, An item. girlfriend. Yeah. And I don't think that's where he was ever going with that date. Well, and that's the thing. In her ITM, she was like, he's acting like I asked him to be my boyfriend. And I do think his timing was pretty bad like his execution was terrible but Mm -hmm. also at the same time she took it so she took what he said afterwards so awfully that it kind of suggested that she did think that they would be well she accused him of suggesting that they were boyfriend girlfriend but she was acting as if they were boyfriend girlfriend in her response to him not thinking they were boyfriend girlfriend exactly (laughs) exactly so back at the resort victoria l says she finds Brendan hard to read. And Mari says, I think he's holding out. And she reveals that Brendan has been talking to Piper in the real world. 
And you don't know who Piper is. I do is. not, but I know she's apparently very attractive. Yes, I raved and raved about how gorgeous Piper is. Mm. And apparently they've been, quote, hanging out. And then the rumor mill starts swirling about Brendan and Piper. And this is where Paradise really shines, when there is a rumor to go around about someone possibly deceiving oh, everyone. Feast. Man, oh man, mm-hmm. do people get riled up over that. Oh, yeah. As if they're not all there somewhat for the same reason. Yeah, and all possibly have boyfriends or girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, yes. or at least side pieces. Yes. So there are many rumors swirling, and Deandra finally tells Natasha. But I thought I would insert this clip. Notice how Victoria P. leaves this scene, and she kind of looks at the camera knowingly. It's like she doesn't want to be involved. Yeah. I saw this after we watched through it once, and I was like, wow, it's like Victoria P. I don't know. There was some projection going on there, given what ends up happening to her later on. Yes. But yeah, it's like she hears that this was a rumor going around about Brendan possibly dating Piper. And she's like, I don't want to be involved in this conversation. Yeah. Natasha, in response to this information, says it's a bad look. Why are you here if you're in a relationship with someone? Mm. (laughs) I wonder why, Andy? Why would um, anyone go to paradise? Hold on, let me think. Give, give me a few minutes. Let me think about this. <laughs> so back on the date, Demi in her ITM is still very upset. She says, this has never happened to me before, except for with Colton. And that was brutal. But he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Best line of the episode. I have to admit, I laughed really hard at this. Uh-huh. So now back at the resort, the women who are on the chopping block, and those are Kelsey, Serena C, Victoria L, and Victoria P, are spinning their wheels trying to figure out how to get a rose to stick around another week. And Victoria P. says, I need to put myself out there and use conversation. Yeah, conversation. (laughs) Good strategy. And so Victoria starts cozying up to James. She flirts with him and then can't remember his name. For the first of many not remembering. <laughs> yeah, and she she keeps calling him Jordan. I have to admit he could also pass could as totally a Jordan. He could totally be a Jordan. Yeah. Understandable. Had a few drinks. Yeah. Taught the sun, you know. I mean, a name like James is so easy to remember and I guess at the same time so not. Yes, very generic name. Very generic. Nice name, but generic. Yes. But at any rate, she flirts with him. They certainly have spoken long enough where she should know his name and she doesn't. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jasenia gets the date card. And I love what a given it is that she's choosing Ivan. This is cute. I think they're I think they're married. I think they should start naming their kids. So they go on their date. At dinner, Andy, you said their feet are gonna get all pruned. Yeah, how long were they sitting in there? Yeah, that's true. Their feet were in water. Yeah. But it was very romantic. It was. So here Jasenia mentions the aftermath of Matt's season. And she says that it overshadowed the season itself. And she addresses race and says that she got a lot of racist messages sent her way after Matt's season. And she has appreciation for the fact that Ivan addressed race in his conversation or during his one-on-one with Taisha. And he reveals he had pretty much zero backlash. I thought this was interesting. Of course, he shouldn't have gotten any. But it was interesting that he made the assumption that it was because she's a woman and women probably have to deal with more backlash. Yeah. Do you think that's true? I feel I like, bet it's true. Yeah. yeah. That makes me really sad. It's kind of sick to think about. Very discouraging. She said, I had never experienced that kind of racism until after the show. And that made her hesitate about coming back on. And she said, if I'm going to go share my heart with someone just to be torn apart, why do I want to do that again? And Andy, you said Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> or TikTok. Or TikTok. Yeah. TikTok Jasenia. TikTok Joe. TikTok one, yeah. Anyway, they get along swimmingly. We agree that this one has lasting power. I like it. Yeah. 
And she says, it's only been two days, but for whatever reason, it feels longer than that. What I love about their conversation is it was mostly Jasenia talking and you could tell Ivan was listening. Mm-hmm. His responses were really responses to what she was saying. They weren't yeah. just sort of like half-hearted replies. Yeah, it almost felt like like a full conversation between humans. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, a little weird. Anyway, we agree this one has lasting power and we think they're really cute together. My money is on them lasting not only to the end of the show, but many months not ready to say years yet, but months <laughs> after the show. Wow. Yep. So Demi returns to the beach alone and she updates her friends on Brendan and says she feels rejected and like an idiot. Mm. And Victoria says, you're not an idiot. <laughs> and Demi says, I appreciate that. Thank you. And then Victoria says, you're only a minor idiot. <laughs> Because while you've been gone, what's been going around is he's been talking to someone outside of here. I hope <laughs> that Victoria doesn't know that she's saying these things. I hope it's just who she is. Because I love Victoria. She's amusing. She's amusing. Just looking at her. Not that she looks, she doesn't, she's an attractive woman. Yeah, yeah. She's saying, I literally look at her and I laugh. <laughs> I watched her waiting at the end of the episode for a rose. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving anything away. Yeah. Just saying. And I was literally laughing, just looking at her face. <laughs> I find her to be naturally funny. She cannot help it. She is a funny person. Yes, I agree. She doesn't know what, how to not be funny. Yeah. Even well, when she's upset, it's funny. I can't tell whether it is intentional. Is it a role? I don't know. How I much need, of it? I would need to meet her. You're only a minor idiot. I mean, that's genius. It is. It is and the delivery. Genius. Yes. I almost. She was completely sincere. She's like, she's like you're only a minor idiot. Totally sincerely to Demi, to Demi, who's the queen of that. I literally. It takes such balls. I don't think she means to do it, but I'm not ready to give her that much credit because that was comic genius. <laughs> and it's not the first time she's done that. No. no. And it won't be the last. Well, no. it, 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 we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. So Brendan arrives and sits mm-hmm. down and the girls quickly disappear. My favorite part about this conversation is that everyone was openly staring at them and gawking. And one person even said, I'm not even trying to look away. <laughs> God. It's, you know, last week you said that it seems like hell being on this beach. There are times where it really does seem like hell. Yeah. Like your business is everyone's business. Everyone's watching. They're observing how much arms or hands are being used in conversations oh, yeah. and how contentious these exchanges seem to be. It's just like so gossipy. Look, I'm not saying that after all said and done, you have a lot of Instagram followers and it was probably worth it. But Bachelor in Paradise is a classic. Be careful what you wish for. 100%. I think you've envisioned Bachelor in Paradise like very innocently. You're like, oh, this is great. Yep. How can you if I describe to you in one sentence Bachelor in Paradise, (laughs) not you, but any other person, (laughs) they'd be like, that's amazing. Yep. And free food and drinks. I mean, just just as a kicker. Yeah. Just just people like free stuff. (laughs) And it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's horrible unless you literally find someone you absolutely connect with 100 percent and you just go off with them and you're done. You're not involved in the drama. You're out. You're like just a couple on vacation with a bunch of maniacs. Yeah. And it's so funny to watch how people try to game it because they can't really trust that that will work that way for them, like that they'll become the next Jade and Tanner, you know, the poster children of the happy paradise couple. And it's so funny seeing how couples try to game it they plan it they strategize but you can't really game this exactly because producers are just gaming you oh yeah you're you are a 
a pawn oh. in Bachelor in Paradise. On the Bachelor or Bachelorette, you can sort of do your own thing if you want. You're you're a pawn yes. on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. You are owned by production. Well, and also they already know how you work, what makes you tick. And they've yeah. been watching your social media since your season and know what relationships maybe you have going yes. on. And I really feel that's what happened with Brendan. You're but- programmed. They, they have a program. It's like, oh, here's the Demi program. And they just yeah. insert it. And if you go off that program, they push you back on. Yes. So here in this sit down, Brendan defends himself. Interestingly, I I don't know if Brendan is that innocent, honestly, but Demi just goes at him so hard. She accuses him of waiting around for Piper. But I was thinking, did she not do this exact thing with Derek on her season when she knew Christian was coming? Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) let me get this straight. You're saying that somebody in Bachelor in Paradise is a hypocrite? (laughs) Watch yourself. Yeah, I mean, Demi really is the poster child for someone who had planned the arrival of her at-home mm-hmm. squeeze mm-hmm. <laughs> and and knowingly led someone on w- waiting for that day to come. I'm, I'm not criticizing her. Like, it's just a pot meat kettle situation. I got to be honest. Uh, in my experience uh, in this franchise, I find that when somebody accuses somebody else of something, 90% of the time, they are also guilty of that thing. Yes, Especially in the setting, like it's so specific too. It's not just they're guilty of also being dishonest. They're guilty of, of the exact, the exact thing exact they're accusing crime. someone of. They're yeah. actually the reason they're probably accusing them of that is because they're like, I have this in my inventory. I know that this is a thing yeah. that was done. I'm gonna <laughs> accuse you of it. Yeah. Okay, so Natasha approaches Brendan and they have a talk. And Natasha says, If you and Piper were talking, why wouldn't you explore that back home? Hmm. Shall we wonder again? <laughs> again, I have no idea the answer to these questions. And I wrote, no way does he not know if Piper's coming. He claimed here to not know whether or not she was coming. He's lying. Whether she's coming or not, I don't actually know. She's but coming. I feel strongly that he knows either way. The fact that they mentioned her name means she's coming. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this shows the danger of sharing your extracurricular bachelor activities mm-hmm. on social media at all. I don't know if they even shared it on their stories, but I know that he and Piper were photographed together. There was something something to suggest they were dating, even casually. And word spread so fast in this sphere. Oh, if you want to date inside the Batster sphere and then go on Paradise, oh, such you have to be like a high-level CIA operative. <laughs> yeah, you should only DM, only text, only FaceTime. No, if you I wouldn't meet- even say, I would say literally just like actual snail mail, like handwritten <laughs> letters or like with magazine, like letters cut out of magazines. It's just you cannot send anything. yeah. Because that person can screenshot it. Yeah, you're right. And then it finds its way to reality, Steve. And suddenly everyone knows that you went on one fucking date. Yep. Or in this case, who knows, maybe more. They were hanging out. And then suddenly you are on Bachelor in Paradise for the wrong reasons. Yes. And we won't have that. And that's what's so interesting is what Brendan is doing. Let's say Piper does come and he is just biding his time until she arrives. How really wrong is that? Is that not the norm at this point? I mean, we have we have to really now get to the heart of Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> it's literally a bunch of hot people talking about how hot everyone is on an island with free drinks and food. Not that that matters. I'm not sure why I included that. But there's <laughs> you a lot of to free, mention the food. There's free food is great. Who doesn't like free food? But anyway, there's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> yes. And you're there for a fairly short amount of time. Yeah. Like, 
how is it a sin to possibly have someone you might be seeing a little bit at home? Mm -hmm. It's insane. I would feel more comfortable being on Bachelor in Paradise talking to a girl who did have someone at home. So I didn't feel the pressure of having to have a serious relationship on Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) I mean, these are valid points. And clearly here, the issue is that Brendan is trying to game the system by Mm -hmm. waiting for Piper and then they can make it to the end together. But again, I just I feel like that's kind of a given at this point. That's what they're all doing because they're all able to DM each other and meet each other and date. Yes. What's the point of doing it here? I wonder. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Let's think. Just think. We're going to come up with this. Why why are they there? What are they doing? So here, Brendan wins Natasha over by saying, my relationship with Piper has just been super casual. I have deeper conversations with you than I have with Piper. I really, really like spending time with you. I have the strongest connection with you. I like that. It's been really casual. We've been having sex like five times a day, (laughs) including the day I got on a plane to come here. This works. She's totally appeased by this. And they make up and everything seems fine. to, To Brendan's credit, it's like not easy to walk onto an island with a bunch of attractive women and have every single one of them tell you how beautiful you are and how amazing your eyes are. It, it, it really messes with you. I mean, I think he's handling it pretty well, to be honest. Yeah, I feel for him. And I, I mean, I don't let's let, let's, <laughs> let's take it easy. I don't feel for him at all. No, I feel I, for everybody who's not him, actually. But I do feel that that to behave in the way that people expect is difficult for him. Also, I really get the impression Brendan wants to lay relatively low and just sort of skirt by until Piper arrives. And that's why his crucial error was saying yes to that date with Demi. Yeah, you know, it's like, he's just like, I wanna wanna chill, I wanna bide my time, and all these hot women just wanna make out with me. (sighs) So here Demi has a full-blown meltdown because she sees that Natasha and Brendan are now reconciled. Mm -hmm. And she said, I spent my day today on somebody who's a player. Okay, I can't, I mean, this is absurd. Again, I just want to repeat, they are on Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. Okay, continue. I really feel Demi is doing exactly what she's there to do. Mm -hmm. Either she was going to hook up with Brendan and flaunt it and make Natasha upset, or she would be the one who was upset and just go into this whirlwind, become a Category 4 hurricane. Yeah, I mean, obviously she meant Category 5. And that's fine. Amongst the many slips <laughs> in a Batser franchise, that was a pretty acceptable one. Yeah. But I w- think she did mean category five, because there are five categories. I don't know why she would be the second worst <laughs> category of Hurricane. Yeah. It, as far as slips, though, it's not. She wasn't oh, it's, calling it, a cicada a sequoia. It's in the Hall of Fame of minor Bachelor slips. Yeah. So Connor and Marissa, we see a little alone time between the two of them. Marissa expresses wanting reassurance from Connor. Mm-hmm. I'm just not really buying this pair. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it either. I, they are the most unexpected pairing I think we've seen. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I get that she wants reassurance. That's nice and all. But I just kind of wish everyone was being a little more chill. Yeah. There's a sense of panic constantly. Even though, oh, I guess at this point, Marissa doesn't have a rose. Connor has the rose. Oh, Yeah. But yeah, I, she should be panicked. I mean, that's she like should be that, that rose is like 50,000 minimum Instagram followers. I don't know about that many. Oh, it is. 
You think so? 50, I think it's 000? about fifty thousand. All right, but at minimum twenty. You're right. 000. That it's interesting. We could break it down into dollars. That yeah. you could say that rose is. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like about a, a five. It's like five hundred dollars a month in recurring income for the next few years. That one rose. Yeah, just a rose. That's like about it's somewhere not between next few years. That you're, I think you're going a little far, but that it's single rose is at least five grand, maybe ten grand, just 10 for that grand, rose. That it's one like ro- she's on the Family Feud. Yeah, it's like you won the Family Feud, but instead of the feud, the ten thousand, it's a rose. It's the same thing. Yeah, no, I th- I think you're about right. I think about ten thousand dollars. That single rose means you're going to last for two more episodes. Yeah, you're right. Minimum ten grand. Ten grand. How incredible is that? Yeah. So she, of course, she wants to be reassured. <laughs> Her feelings are important. Her feelings for the want of money. <laughs> so James and Victoria P. are flirting. And this is where she calls cicadas sequoias. And she asks James if he brushes his teeth before or after coffee. And asks him if he pees outside first thing in the morning. <laughs> we really need to discuss this. Is, is this a Canadian thing? I'm sorry. How Start. dare you? That I, what happened that was just a slip. now? That what was happened? a slip of the tongue because I usually, when some weird cultural thing is done, it's like usually C-Dews? a Canadian thing. But this yeah. is a Louisiana thing uh, to just walk out in the morning into the, the sweet fresh air yeah, and take a leak. Apparently, it's interesting. And does while, that include people who live in apartment buildings too? I have so just many like questions. Take the elevator down to the lobby and like walk outside and then piss in the street. I'm I'm really confused. I've got to say, during this conversation, you could see Victoria pees way with men. She has this. She does have game. She's got yes. a flirty oh, something. She does. Yeah. Oh yeah. She'll slip that out there and be like, well, I know people who do it. Like, she has a way. Oh, she's good. Yeah, I was impressed, honestly. Yeah, we'll get to more of that in a little bit. She certainly has a technique. Oh, yeah. Whether or not it's the technique you would abide by, that's different. But it works for her. Whatever works. Bachelor in Paradise is all about Machiavellian technique. That's what I think. (laughs) You're just going for that. That's sweet, sweet cash. And we've established that one rose is ten thousand dollars. The first rose. The first. Oh yeah, as they go further and further. Oh, it's, it's like worth... it's like the the cube. <laughs> it's so you know the cube, which is we're ridiculous. really into. For anyone wondering, we watch the cube. Not sponsored. It's a great show. Not sponsored. Dwayne yeah. Wade. Not to be confused with the Dwayne Wade who is on Katie's season. Yes, it's a different Dwayne Wade. Is amazing. But the thing about the cube, the reason why I brought it up is because the first prize is a thousand dollars, which I always find to be ridiculous. Yes. It's like you're going, you're, you literally get picked out of thousands of people to be on a game show. You're going to win a thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's a stupid prize. But I think you can compare the first rows here to the first prize on the cube. I think it's that much bigger as you get down the line. Yeah, you're right. Because it goes a thousand to two thousand to suddenly ten thousand. Then like tw- then it's 20,000, like 20, then 50, then, yeah. then 100, then 250. Something like that. I kind of think there should be a million. <laughs> if you guys are listening at the Cube, it should be a million. I mean, it's hard. It's a very hard game. So Sounds better, too. A million is better than 250. 250 is a weird number. Family Feud, 10, I get it. It's been 10 forever, or now it's 20, I think. I don't know. Well, I think it's because on the Cube, someone feasibly could be just super athletic and nimble and and have all the no skills. No one's done it yet. I know, but someone's no one's come close. It's not purely based on luck the way, say, deal or no deal is, you know? So oh, you I see. So well, you're saying some people, like there could be a group of people who could game it, who are just like yeah, who could brilliant, study exactly. like, idiot savant <laughs> cube players. Yes. Okay. I get your point. Yeah. I don't know, but that said, you're right. No one has come close to winning the Cube. Put it this way. If they can pay Dwayne Wade to be the host of that show, they can afford (laughs) once in a blue moon to pay a million dollars to somebody. That's a very good point. Okay. So while James and Victoria P. are flirting over on a daybed, we see Tammy glaring at them. And she reveals here that Victoria P. has a boyfriend and has a master plan. 
about bringing cameras back home to Louisiana, even though I think she lives in Nashville. (laughs) And her country singer BF, I think her wants to be on TV or she wants her boyfriend to be on TV. It was very confusing. Mm -hmm. And Tammy seemed to know a lot. Tammy, who, by the way, is her Friend. friend. I was about to say, how does Tammy know this much considering she and Victoria P are not friends, clearly? Either Victoria P trusts her and well, is wrong to. She called her her friend. She said that her and Kelsey were th- her close friends, I believe she said. Which makes me think that Tammy has Makes been me think fi- that Victoria has no friends. Yeah, and that Tammy pretends to be friends with people and she's not actually friends with them. Both could be true. They're both definitely true. I think you're right. <laughs> you know, obviously Victoria P, that's a whole other thing. But in this case, it's I feel kind of like live and just let live. Yeah, come on. I mean, why didn't you tell her before she came? If you were her friend, why didn't you say, hey, Victoria, not cool. You got a boyfriend. I don't think you should do this. And if you do do it, I'm gonna blow your cover. Yeah. And then, of course, they're not friends anymore. But at least that's an honorable thing to do. She waits till the middle of the season. I mean, this season. (laughs) She waits till some point after they've been there, like a week or so, (laughs) to, to suddenly blow her cover. And humiliate her. Humiliate her. Yeah. On national TV in front of millions of adoring fans. And I'm sure Tammy's argument would be that Victoria P would humiliate James. But here's the thing. If James does get his heart broken, then that's still good for him. Just them lasting a while is good for both of them. It's not like James is getting fucked in all this. It's James really. It's James is really here to meet his wife. So this is it. This is it. If it's not Ambassador in Paradise, <laughs> James is going to die a yeah. single man. Yeah, it's true. So God forbid this woman has kind of maybe a thing back home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone starts getting ready for the cocktail party. Mm. And while Demi puts on her makeup, she loudly talks shit about what a player Brendan is. And I wrote, damn, you do not want to get on her bad side. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also, talk about a player calling out a player. Right? I mean, I think Demi is basically playing Demi. She's she, Demi is playing a characterized version of Demi. 100%. Yeah. And she always has been, honestly. No, at first she was just Demi. But, but also, she was playing Demi a little bit, but now she's playing the girl who was formerly playing Demi. <laughs> it's like now an Inception-level Demi. She's a full-blown, she, she, she is the full and nuclear version of Demi. <laughs> nuclear. Yeah, she's not Demi Toss. <laughs> she's full Demi. So now we're at the Rose Ceremony cocktail party. David Spade arrives and starts roasting people before peacing out. He's so done. I thought this was pretty good. He makes fun of Noah for his Miami Vice vibes. Nice work. Yes, he deserves it. Absolutely. I mean, that was one too many necklaces. Yeah, one is enough. And on his way out, he says, where do I get paid? Amazing. I mean, he's, I, I feel, I feel what's going on with him. I know, I know what's happening with David. Yeah, I felt like by the end of this, he was ready to go home. He thought, as I said previously, that this was going to be, he's like, oh, this is going to be hilarious and fun. Like, what what could be better? Like, I'm perfectly suited for this. What he doesn't realize is you he's can't. not. It's hard to make fun of something that's making fun of itself. Yes. Yeah. It's already a joke. Yeah. You're basically adding, like, paprika to a very seasoned, spicy Indian dish. He doesn't eat paprika. <laughs> and actually... As he leaves in the credits in his car, he says, doing almost nothing was a lot harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think there's truth in that, actually. Yep. Okay, so it's the Rose Ceremony cocktail party, and Serena C. 
we see a bit of her. She's starting to panic. Mm-hmm. And she decides that even though Aaron is mostly coupled up with Tammy, she wants to shoot her shot with him. Yeah. And so she sits down with him on a daybed, wraps on the yeah, spot. That's cute. I thought this was really cute, actually. I like it. She does go in for a kiss. Mm-hmm. And then Tammy witnesses it. Mm. And after they part ways, she takes Aaron, I think, to that same day bed. Yes. And makes out with him and straddles him and pretty yeah. much just makes it clear. Yeah. I will see your cute rap and raise <laughs> you a straddling. Yes. And then when she said it's time to go, he says he can't get up right away. And Andy, for some reason, you felt the need to translate this for me by saying he has a boner. <laughs> I, I I wasn't sure it was totally clear, but it. But now I feel stupid. Thank you, husband. I needed I needed that. You're welcome. So Serena P. and Joe, we just see them making out. There's nothing much to say there. No. Things get a little more interesting when Victoria L., in her state of panic, decides that she should aim for Trey. Mm, panic move. Ooh. And she says to him, Obviously, I would love to steal you. Ding, ding, ding. That's our fourth steal. And she kind of makes it clear to Trey that she's interested and he seems sort of like a deer in headlights. Yeah, she's like, I kind of want 10 grand. Can, you just, can <laughs> we just, come on, just give me the rose. Just, I don't even know who you are. And then Tajwan sees this happening and comes over and says to Victoria, can I steal you away for a second? Mm. So our fifth steal. We had a lot of guesses at five, a lot of people. Yep. And she's a little miffed with victoria for making a move on her man and victoria says how can i help you solve these emotions <laughs> the best. The best she's the best she is very funny i hope she doesn't mean to do it and she also says i feel bad for you that you're trying to create something amazing again in general her responses are hilarious and she completely deflects any and all responsibility which is annoying if you're dealing with her but i gotta say watching her on tv in these incredibly low stakes situations, it was mostly amusing. Especially since we know Tajwan, like how into Trey is Tajwan anyway? I mean, I think she's kind of still holding a torch for his uncle, despite <laughs> her saying he's not as good a kisser. By the way, a photo of his uncle has been going around. Uh, he fine. He, he is. He's really hot. Mm-hmm. So everyone gets it. That's my yep. point. Okay, what were you about to say? Um, I was about to say that I would watch Victoria L. do anything. I have, a, I have a very high bar for comedy. Yeah. I don't laugh at a lot of things. Yeah. Is it funnier knowing that she's not meaning to do it? Yes. It could be funny either way. I, I, I would find it equally funny if she was meaning to do it or not meaning to wow, do it. Wow, that's, wow. It's, she's, she, is, she was born funny. That's I rarely pra- see that. High praise coming from you. I do feel like your take is based on the fact also that you did not see Matt James' season. Oh, was she not funny oh, there? She, I mean, she was funny, but she also was just, it grew very tiresome. Oh. Yeah. But, oh, maybe I can't watch it for that long. Though. Yeah. Well, luckily you don't have to. <laughs> So Tammy talks to James now. She tells James that Victoria P. is manipulative. This is a very popular word, manipulative. Mm-hmm. She says she's just doing whatever it takes to elongate her time on paradise. That's, <laughs> oh, that's about that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, right there. She tells him about Victoria P.'s country singer boyfriend, that they have a dog together, and that she didn't even remember his name after making out with him. She accuses Victoria of rose chasing which seems to be a new paradise term rose chasing it's like a gold digger basically oh is rose chasing being a gold it's digger the same concept yeah and james here pulls kelsey aside to fact check tammy's story because it would seem kelsey lives in nashville where victoria p also lives i think i think so yeah. 
And unsurprisingly, because she's very close friends with Tammy and apparently fake friends with Victoria P, she -hmm. confirms Tammy's story. And Andy, here you said, why can't these people just have fun? Why does everything have to be so serious? I would just bone as much as I could. It's true. It's all so fraught. And why? Again, they are in paradise. They're all half naked, free food, free drinks, nothing to do. Nothing to do. So James confronts Victoria P. It's very tense. She's very defensive. And she seems more focused on the betrayal of her friends than proving the story wrong. And seems even distracted by it. She can't really deal with it. And there's an ITM Victoria P here (laughs) where they show her forgetting his name yet again in her state of distress. (laughs) I'm sure she was happy that they are. Yeah, she's like, no, 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 I'll get it, I'll get it. And then they go bleep and then they start again. with. They're like, you're not going to show that, right? You're (laughs) like, no, 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 (laughs) No, we would never do that. No, definitely won't show that. Now Victoria P confronts Kelsey and Tammy and says she'll use therapy techniques and make this a healthy exchange for all of us because I love y'all and I know this environment can bring out parts of people that aren't real. And then they take issue with this. They're like, are you talking about yourself or us? And she says, I'm in this place where I can own my mistakes, but immediately says she's hurt and that she's disappointed in them. And then when they retaliate, she promptly says that she's setting a healthy boundary by leaving. (laughs) Isn't it nice to see three close friends getting together to hang out? Uh, Having a nice, wholesome, deep conversation. Just really there for each other. Just just love. Lots like, of love. I have a hard time being on anyone's side in all this. They're all guilty. They are all guilty. Kelsey seems to be the least guilty. She was not the first stone caster in this case. Yeah. But I found this really annoying because they were all kind of high and mighty about it, even though we all know that they're there for more or less similar reasons, whether or not they have a boyfriend at home. And then with Victoria P., it really bugs me when people are like, I can own it. I'm going to take responsibility, but I'm hurt. You did this. I'm disappointed in you for this. And then they start casting all their blames and and painting it as them being the victim, basically, which is what she did. Mm -hmm. It was hard to be on Victoria P's side. It was hard to be on anyone's side. On anyone's side. There was no good side to take. You're right. I mean, Kelsey was the closest thing. But again, I still don't know why Kelsey is on this show. Yeah, we'll get to that. You you had big issues with Kelsey. I don't get it. And I mean, we- I do get it, but I want to <laughs> believe it's not that. But anyway, go ahead. And here we have our sixth steal. Victoria P. says to James, Hey, can hey. I steal you for a second? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in her ITM, Victoria says, I couldn't come into this with an open heart because that would require me to lie to someone else. I can't fake it. I can't lie. She can't lie. <laughs> so she's crying. But I find it kind of amazing how she sees herself as the the victim. Like if that's a if they're wrong, then just say why they're wrong. Don't just no. start crying about how wronged you've been. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. Oh, you know. So Victoria sits down with James, and she says she was always sincere, and that quote, "I hope you walk away from this with the love of your life," and announces that she's leaving. Which makes me think she knew she was going. Oh, on. it's a complete confession that everything her friends said was true right yes if you really felt that that was not remotely true you would do everything in your power to prove it wrong your innocence would be all you needed to stay honestly yeah she's like i gave it my best i gave it my best shot and you guys just wouldn't let me do it so i'm leaving yeah it's just how it comes off and then she says tammy and kelsey i hope you know they're better than this And he takes issue with this, understandably, and says he's grateful for them. I feel like she just can't help but step in shit. She can't help it. She can't help it. She thinks she's outsmarting and being above it all, but she's just not. No. Yeah, I agree. I think that her leaving so quickly proves them right. 
sadly. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. I think she all but admitted it. Well, so interestingly, on her way out in the car, in a voiceover, she says, I tried to make something work and I realized I don't have to search for what I already have mm, at home. I tried to make something work and I realized that I don't have to search for what I already have at home. I thought this was interesting, Frank and Biting, because they're basically making it seem like she does have a boyfriend at home, right? I think it's possible that she just said everything except the at home and the at home was kind of understood by the statement but they just added that to make it extra clear does she have a boyfriend at home yeah she does she definitely has a boyfriend at home i thought this was interesting though that they went that extra little mile to make her look worse they wanted to show it coming out of her mouth and at home is what they had be careful what you wish for with bip bip all right so james quickly becomes the hottest commodity on the beach otherwise known as district attorney james (laughs) district attorney james and demi This made me laugh. In her ITM, she says, I'm going for James. Fuck it. (laughs) She's not the first person in life to have said that about James, by the way, outside of the show. What I like about Demi when she says things like that is she's not insulting our intelligence. She's not like, well, maybe James and I could be something. She's like, I'm going for James. Yeah. It's happening. She's she's breaking the fourth wall and uh, she's doing Demi. And I like it when she does that. Yeah. Don't pretend that something could be there, which is what Kelsey does. Demi giveth and taketh away. Yes. But when she giveth, we liketh. Yeah. <laughs> so James thanks Kelsey. And here she just barely seems to be making a move on him. It's unclear. I mean, this is the weakest move of all time. Here you said, Andy, is Kelsey just here for the free hors d'oeuvres? You said she's the girl at the club who just sits there, not smiling, waiting for a guy to come up to her. And when one does, she doesn't have anything to say. I did say that. I mean, do you stand by that? Look, am I right about that? I I don't know for sure. I don't want to malign Kelsey. Yeah. But I do believe that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Kelsey just, she's not cut out for this environment. She clearly has, she's not the, she's not a flirty personality, which I have mad respect for. I totally get it. I'm not flirty with someone. I I don't know how to be flirty with someone I'm not into. I respect the fact that she's not that flirty, but... She's on Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. If you're not flirty, what are you doing on Bachelor in Paradise other than going for that sweet, sweet cash? <laughs> well, that didn't really work out for her. She probably did get some Oh, no, some she cash got some cash. This. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, she was on two episodes. She cashed out. It's like being at a casino. You're up like 200 bucks at the blackjack table. You don't get greedy. You're like, oh, I'm just going to go get the buffet now. That's what she did. She got a little cash and she went to go. So she was indeed there for the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> she was for the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. yeah. Not the main course. So now we're at the rose ceremony. And Wells plays Chris Harrison's role here because David Spade has left the building. <laughs> Checked out. They're like, David, we need you to do this. She's like, I am not <laughs> doing that. I'm leaving. Wells does a great job here. Just great. outlining the rules. That's, he's doing exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, this was his audition or one part of his audition. He nailed it. His five plus year audition. Yes, it feels he like. is gunning for this position. And so here we get the roses. Ivan gives his rose to Jesenia. Noah gives his to Abigail. No surprises here. Joe gives his to Serena P. Connor gives his to Marissa. Trey to Tajwan. Carl to Deandra. (laughs) Brendan to Natasha. Aaron to Tammy. Kevney to Mari. And then James, our wild card. And Andy, here you said, this is obviously going to Demi. No one gives a shit about Kelsey. (laughs) 
I mean, I have to admit, Kelsey just doesn't even advocate for herself. Yeah. Look, no disrespect to Kelsey as a human being. I want to make that clear. Yeah. As a matter of fact, sometimes when you get respect on Bachelor in Paradise, it may translate to disrespect in real life and vice versa. Yeah. Not always, but I'm just saying, Kelsey seems like a lovely person. Doesn't yeah. belong on Bachelor in Paradise. And I hope she got what she came for. Yeah. This is definitely not the environment for her and her personality. I mean, she's beautiful and I'm yeah. sure a lovely person, but yeah. in this setting... Doesn't work. Yeah. Unless Mm -hmm. she just happened to have this connection with someone who, I don't know. Maybe she was waiting for someone. Oh, was she pulling a Brendan? She was pulling a Brendan, but she doesn't, her, her, uh, what was the, the hell's the girl's name that Brendan's waiting for? Piper. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Her Piper never showed up. So James gives his rose to Demi, surprising nobody, because how could producers possibly let Demi just come for one episode? No, James is like, I'm thinking of giving my rose to Kelsey. Production's like, nope. You want to stay on the show? (laughs) Okay, then give your rose to Demi. How about that? Yeah. So that's where the episode wraps. And so our word watch, the Dear Shandy word watch of the week, that was a total of six Mm -hmm. steals. Yeah. And we had six winners. Wow. So congratulations. Symmetry. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Congratulations to Mariella Villaverde. I hope mm. I said that right. Villaverde. <laughs> Ali Stone, mm. B. Kilmer, Cara Cole Haley, Swiss Steph. Quick shout out to Swiss Steph, who has been a long, long time yeah. blog reader and to, commenter. Yeah, just Charlene did actually get excited this morning yeah. when she saw that when you I were When I saw that Swiss Steph went, I was like, Swiss yeah, Steph. Yeah, she's like, oh, Swiss I know Steph. Swiss I love Steph. her. <laughs> and Hannah Goki. So congratulations to you all. You guessed correctly on the Dear Shandy Word Watch. And we're not giving another word for the Word Watch here because this is too quick a turnover for us. Mm -hmm. So in the recap for episode three, we will give the Word Watch word for episode four. So stay tuned. And possibly a prize. Possibly a prize. You never know. It's coming. We keep promising this prize. (laughs) We're working on it, we swear. In fact, we tried to have one for this week, but then the brand didn't have they took issue with the it brand will not be mentioned the, the brand will not be named but suffice to say we really are trying i swear it's gonna happen it is and andy people seemed really into our absolutely ridiculous segment where we talk about who we would go for tm <laughs> to tm <laughs> who we would go for tm yes. so uh andy have you changed yours who would you go for after episode i two? am still with serena p sticking with serena p i am sticking with ivan I mean, that's not surprising. No. There wasn't a ton of development. We're so basic. We are so basic. But maybe that will change when new phases come around. I have a feeling it might. They might. And anyway, I think that's a a wrap. Nice. For this recap episode of Dear Shandy. Mm -hmm. If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, (laughs) telling your friends. Uh, leaving us iTunes ratings and reviews and generally doing all the things you would do to keep a little podcast in business. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. I do too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.